If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Games are like dreams you get to experience when you're awake. Except the screen isn't inside your eyeballs. And you don't wake up to some large, mysterious figure lurking just behind you. He always does this. Oh God! GTA 6 is apparently in the final stages of development, but Rockstar staff aren't celebrating. Instead, they're speaking out against the studio, ending their work from home policy. In an email reviewed by Bloomberg, Rockstar's head of publishing, Jen Colby, asked staff to return to office five days a week starting in April. According to Colby, the decision was partly made due to security concerns. That makes some sense, since GTA 6 was infamously leaked when a hacker breached Rockstar's internal Slack messages. And as we all know, no one ever uses Slack in office. Colby wrote that the return to office mandate is the best position to give GTA 6 the level of quality and polish it requires. The employees actually developing GTA 6 have a slightly different opinion, causing the Independent Workers Union of Great Britain, the union that represents game developers in the UK, to publicly criticize Rockstar. Rockstar employees, some of whom spoke out anonymously, expressed concerns about how this decision will affect employees with disabilities or health issues. Some staffers have moved away, and now they only have six weeks to figure out how to make it to the office every day. What's worse, Rockstar previously told staff no one wants to go back to fully in-person work. Now that they've broken that promise, workers are worried that Rockstar may also return to the crunch practices they've used in the past. It's somewhat ironic that Rockstar now sounds like the type of company that would be satirized in a Rockstar game. EA has announced plans to lay off 5% of its staff, continuing its initiative to never appear in positive news coverage. <laughs> it's really hard. Speaking of EA's story traditions, they canceled another first-person shooter Respawn was working on, a Star Wars licensed game about a Mandalorian bounty hunter. Bantha farmer. He's from the Aussie province of Mandalore. This and more was all confirmed in a statement from Laura Meal, Neely, EA's president of entertainment and technology. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> the statement also revealed that EA would be shutting down Ridgeline Games just one day after the studio's founder and co-founder of the Halo franchise, Marcus Leto, announced he had made the decision to step down. Leto himself seemed surprised by the news of the closure, tweeting that he was gut punched by the loss of his former team. Ridgeline was working on a narrative-led Battlefield campaign, but according to that same statement from Laura Meal, Mealy, that task is being transferred to Criterion Games. Criterion is best known for working on the Burnout and Need for Speed franchises, so I imagine their Battlefield campaign will feature an intricate plot full of subtle nuances like cars exploding or cars crashing, or perhaps even cars exploding after they crash. And that's, we all wanna see that. Speaking of explosions, Embracer Group is continuing to blow itself apart. <laughs> The gaming conglomerate is reportedly selling studio Saber Interactive for $500 million to a group of private investors. Embracer originally bought Saber for $525 million in 2020, which, according to math, 
means they're bad at business. <laughs> Allegedly, that deal also includes the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake, which is apparently still in development. Speaking of Star Wars, this deal keeps getting worse all the time, since Saber may also get the option to take other Embracer subsidiaries with them as part of the $500 million agreement. Even if Saber doesn't take that option, they might not be the only studio escaping Embracer's, well, embrace. Gearbox is also leaving after rumors about the studio's future have circulated for months. Kotaku alleges that a deal to sell the Borderlands studio is in the late stages of being finalized. If the Saber deal is anything to go by, I imagine Embracer is paying CEO Randy Pitchford to just take his company and leave, please. Now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by Rocket Money, the company that wants to help you save more and spend less. Have you ever been surprised by a credit card charge from some streaming service you forgot about? Rocket Money makes it easy to unsubscribe from all those services bogging you down without the need to scour through your bank statements. But Rocket Money has even more services, which is good since rockets and money are two things I always want more of. For example, you can set up budgets on individual categories like groceries or shopping. Rocket Money will then alert you if you exceed your target budgets. And that's not all. With a premium membership that's super easy to cancel, by the way, you can access their smart savings feature to automatically transfer money into your savings account with both the amount of money and deposit frequency approved by you. The feature can even analyze your accounts to determine the optimal time to take money out of your checking account so you can avoid overdraft fees while you prepare for your future. What's more, Rocket Money can negotiate lower bills on your behalf, so you don't have to spend hours on hold listening to heavily compressed jazz music. It's mind-boggling. Get started for free by going to rocketmoney.com slash gamelinked or clicking the link below. Quick bits can sneak up on you. Kind of like that large mysterious figure. Oh, thank God, I'm safe. <gasps> The Video Game History Foundation will be making a digital version of its archive available to the public online as the VGHF Library next year. This digital archive has apparently been a central goal of the foundation since it was created back in 2017, but it'll take some time to fully digitize their collection. Nonetheless, it's great news for both academics and enthusiasts of the history of video games, especially those who can't afford to travel to California and break into the archive by the cover of night to steal a mint condition 1993 copy of Electronic Gaming Monthly. I hear on the back of Nintendo Power, there's a map to a treasure. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. In response to player complaints that the Epic Game Store version of the remastered OG Tomb Raider trilogy was clearly superior to the Steam and Xbox versions, developer Aspire has made the fascinating decision to downgrade the Epic Games version on the grounds that it was an incomplete build. Twitter user SmallMedipack cataloged a series of notable advantages of the Epic Games version of the game, including better lighting, better textures, and a more stable and responsive camera, which is important because the dodgy camera is arguably the most dangerous enemy in the games. The achievements for the Epic version were broken though, so that is one thing. How am I supposed to know I'm having fun if I don't get a little award? You gotta get a Chivo. Chivo, mate. A Chivo? Yeah, a Chivo, mate. CEO Johan Pilestet told PC Gamer that Joel's job title is Game Master, acting much like a dungeon master in a tabletop game with millions of players, who now revere Joel as the game's god of war. Joel, breaker of souls, engages in divine intervention, apparently getting up in the middle of the night to reinforce enemy positions when players were taking a planet too quickly. Pfft, too quickly according to who? According to Joel. 
Hope's Bane, Lord of the Crimson Throne. Praise be to Joel. Players of both EA Sports WRC and Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line, both of which I just found out about today, found they were unable to connect to online servers and thus unable to play due to an unusual bug in the Gregorian calendar. A bizarre extra day added onto the end of February every four years, apparently called a leap day. The fix in both cases is to head into your console's system settings and manually set the date to March 1st, or really any day other than February 29th. It's basically just a smaller, stupider version of the Y2K bug. They have four years to fix it. And 500 players got together to try and take down a new ultra hard boss called Katdamu in World of Warcraft Classic. After that group failed, an entire server of players tried to take the boss down with even a Blizzard employee joining the fray to help. Yet, it was all for naught as Kadamu slaughtered them like cattle. It's possible that Blizzard didn't design Kadamu to be defeated. According to Google Translate, Ak means brother in Arabic. That means if you spell Kadamu's name backwards, it technically spells you mad bro. Now, if that feels like a reach, there's also the fact that Kadamu is literally a giant troll. <laughs> but we aren't trolling when we tell you there'll be more gaming news on Tuesday. Please come back. I'm scared of being alone. Riley. Jacob, please. <laughs>